Well, Gum. How's it going, everybody? Great to have you back here at the Well Gum Podcast, where we like to talk to people and hear some stories that they have to tell. And so by the end of it, you can hopefully say, Well, Gum, I learned something today. Today on the show, I've got my good friend Mike. How you doing, Mike? Good, man. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Um, you guys, if you've been listening in a row, you know that we've talked with Mike before. Uh, but Mike has a lot of interesting things that happened in his life, so it's good to get to talk to him more so he can share these things with us. Um, today, we're going to be talking a little bit about scuba diving and the adventures that we've had doing that and experiencing it and getting through with it. Uh, but uh, Mike, just go ahead and tell me how you first got introduced to the scuba diving scene. Well, um, I got certified, I guess. Uh, I mean, well, I got certified in a weird place. I got certified in a desert. In a desert. That in a some desert. some would say that is the best place to go scuba diving. <laughs> right. So um, my certification, I got it out while I was in the uh, military. Of course, that's where I did all my traveling. Right. But um, I was out in New Mexico. Okay. Yeah. So, I remember when you were out that way. Yeah. Yeah. I spent about a year out there. Um, and while I was out there, I, I kind of had some free time on my hands. So I, I uh, thought I'd get cert- uh, certified. Yeah. So um, there's not many places to scuba dive out there. You could, I guess you could scuba dive in the Rio Grande. That'd probably but, be a pretty killer place. Telling what you'd find. <laughs> probably a um, few things you shouldn't find. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but there's a little place called the Blue Hole, and it's uh, it's in Santa Rosa, New Mexico. Okay. And it is a, I guess like a spring that um, ends up being about 90 feet deep. Wow. Yeah, so um, they've got little platforms and stuff kind of uh, strung out there so you can go and get on these platforms. But before you get to all that, you have to spend some time in the classroom. Okay, yeah, so, actually sitting down and talking about what's going to happen. Absolutely, yeah. So they don't want you to go out there and just kind of freak out while you're underwater and, and not really know what to do. So right. They, uh, I believe it was, I want to say it was three or four weeks of training where there was kind of like homework to do during the week, yeah. just some reading and things of that nature, and then I would go to class on Saturday Okay. and spend most of the Saturday and some Sundays in the in the classroom, and then they would go from the classroom to a pool at like a local YMCA. Right. Yeah. And I am telling you, a public pool is the nastiest place to scuba dive in. <laughs> there, like, there's band aids floating around, <laughs> hair balls. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of icky, I guess, in that sense. But you know, it's it's cool to spend. A lot of time underwater right yeah so um but once once you do i guess you do all your pull work and you kind of get checked out in that and you know, they go over like uh how to take your equipment off if you were to have like a malfunction or something you could take your equipment off underwater yeah fix it go back on um how to get your buddy's attention if something goes wrong yeah, all the, uh, there was all actually the... one instructor who would kind of swim around and would uh now you're in like five feet of water so worst come, worst case scenario you're just gonna stand up right but he would he would go around and, and slowly turn off people's air 
so you could get that sense of what it would feel like. Oh, I'm out of air. <laughs> what it would feel like to die. Okay, yeah. Well, well I mean, ideally, you would you get your buddy's attention, but um, and then just basically everyone's got like this extra mouthpiece, right? That they carry around, and um, you basically grab that extra mouthpiece and put it in. But in reality, what happens is you're going to probably steal the mouthpiece out of their the regulator out of their mouth <laughs> and um, put it in your own. Yeah. If it's a true emergency, like it's it's going to be an aggressive maneuver. Yeah. But so you go through it's a lot of just safety training. Yeah. And um, so once we got it all certified and in the pool, and we were uh, we went to go do our what's called an open water dive, and that's when they drove us out to uh, I guess it was a few hours um, east of Albuquerque where I was at, but uh, they drove us out to this blue hole place when the water is it's really interesting. Um, is it is like, it quite literally a blue hole? Well, the water is really blue, and it's um, so in that sense, I guess yes. But it's it's just a stream that comes up out of the the ground, and then it filled up this big giant hole. Wow! And um, so you could you know dive down to the bottom and see the crawfish, and there's a few other fish, and over the years, people have kind of dropped stuff and and put little trinkets in there for, there's not much, it's not very big. Right. So you kind of go down to the bottom and kind of corkscrew your way up to the top. And then you can see like these little like holes in the wall where just, you know, rocks have fallen out or something like that. And somebody put like a little GI Joe sitting in there <laughs> and just little things like that. Yeah. But, um, you kind of, we went out and we did that for two days. Okay. So we had a hotel room out there and did all the diving and did all the safety stuff out there the first day. And then the second day was basically just all fun diving. Okay. But it was, um, you know, I don't know how deep you, how deep did you go when you were scuba diving? Uh, I think it was like, if I can remember right, it was like 30 feet or 40 feet. It, it wasn't okay. anything crazy, but it was deep enough that you felt the pressure. Because it, it was out in the, was it the Caribbean area of Jamaica? So that brings up an interesting point. The water temperature there was like, I mean, it may be, maybe was 68 degrees. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it was, it was chilly. Yeah. So, so we had a pretty thick wetsuit on. I was going to say, you probably um, had the full get up on, right? Right. Where it's not like the Caribbean where I assume you were probably in like swimming trunks and maybe not even a. Well, that was an option because, like, when you're saying all this stuff, my experience was quite different. <laughs> <laughs> a little, uh, a little um, less formal. A little bit less formal. We, uh, so we were. It was our honeymoon, uh, my wife and I, okay. and we uh, we were in Jamaica. Of course, it was something we tried to spend more money on our vacation or on our honeymoon than we did on the wedding, uh, which we were successful. Um, <laughs> but we got an all, in, yeah, we got an all-inclusive resort, uh, to where everything was included. And they even wrote down that you weren't, you didn't have to, uh, leave tips that it was literally all inclusive that you were, you know, you could just come and not have to have a dime on you and you could do all <laughs> these things. And a part of that inclusiveness was free scuba diving. Which technically, I guess you paid for by paying a large sum up front. Uh, 
but we were trying to do all the free stuff that they had. We had snorkeling, of course, which is the the go-to for most people, and they had a boat ride and a, a catamaran sailboat that they took you out on and just kind of cruised around and saw the beautiful sights. But then we signed up for scuba diving because we were like, oh, we don't have to pay for it extra? Sure, that's something awesome to do. Um, experience. Yeah, and so our our intense class, like you spoke of, it it was uh, us sitting in a a room uh, right off the beach watching a video uh, of someone telling you what to do uh, and what not to do. And then after that 30 minutes, they were like, okay, you're certified. Like, let's put on the equipment and which we went to a a pool on the resort as well and did our, you know, five foot of water training to, uh, to make sure that we would be okay. And under the situation, um, which you and I both, uh, most folks don't know this, but we have pretty thick beards, uh, and mustaches, which can be a hazard when trying to wear goggles, yeah, your mask is going to leak. Yeah. Um, they recommended, they're like, if you don't want to shave your mustache, put on some uh, oils on your beard, on your mustache, and it'll help seal around the uh, the mask. Uh, wow. Didn't know that one, did you? <laughs> well, yeah, no, they told us to use like a wax. Okay. So, um, at the time, though, I was in the military, so no beard. Right, yeah, you were pretty baby face at the time. Oh, yeah. Um. Well, we we did this. Uh, we got suited up, and there was an option to wear wetsuits, which weren't full to the ankle wetsuits. They were just shorts and short sleeves, but it was more of a thing they offered. So just have a little more protection against things, and like I don't know, it was it was compressed, so it made you feel a little more at ease with wearing all the stuff you had on. Um, yeah, but I know while in the pool. They were teaching us the hand signals, just like you said, and they were teaching us how to use the extra hose for air in case something happened, um, which my wife was having a little bit of trouble with. Um, oh. Yeah, she she was kind of, she wasn't she wasn't getting the hang of it right away because we were supposed to look at each other and give hand signals and then, uh, you know, switch off air and try to do other people's air just to get that feel. Right, buddy breathing? Yeah, buddy breathing, and um, so, but she had to keep coming up out of the water, and the other two people with us, which was another couple, uh, we just kept looking at each other like, uh, she keeps messing up, and uh, so the instructor actually had her go into deeper water into the pool, which helped her. Okay. So oh, okay. It, it helped her to move around a little bit and get used to it a little bit. So, um, so after she did that, she was she was pretty spot on with what she needed to do. Um, so after that, it was this like, where oh. you want to be. When you're 30 feet underwater. That's right. <laughs> so then we uh, we hopped on the boat and went out in the beautiful, clear blue waters. And they actually, where we were at was Tower Isle, uh, the resort we were at, um, which that's a whole other story in itself. I could tell you about it. It's pretty funny. Um, but we went out to a ship that they had sunk so that people could go scuba diving. So. Wow. So a few of the resorts that were in that area actually shared that spot, or at least we were under the impression they shared it because people showed up from a bigger resort, and we kind of were like, come on, come on guys, we got to get in the boat. And I'm like, I don't think we're supposed to be here, are we? <laughs> um, but but it was a good experience. Like, what kind of ship was this that they've sunk? Like, um, when you say a ship, I think like cruise ship. Uh, it wasn't like, that was large. It was more of like a tanker. 
boat. It, it wasn't like a warship at all. It wasn't a, a battleship. It was just more of a, I wouldn't even say a full tanker, but slightly bigger than a tugboat. But it was one, it was one from way back and it was one that was decommissioned. So someone purchased it, sank it. And then of course, coral and stuff started building up on it and the fish love to swim around it. Um, so it was interesting. We went out there and tied off at a buoy and, and went down slowly and, and everybody did okay. Except like, I, I don't know about you, but I have a large lung capacity. And, <laughs> and so like when I grew up swimming in the river and stuff like that as a kid, like that was a game we would play who can hold their breath the longest underwater. So well, that's like the worst thing you could do is scuba diving. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that was the thing. Like I would take these big, huge breaths to be able to like stay underwater without a tank. But when I was breathing, I couldn't take short breaths to like conserve my air in my tank as, e- as easily. So I was taking oh. these big, deep breaths to, to feel acclimated to the pressure and stuff. So I couldn't just take a, a short, small breath, blow it out. I had to take these big, deep breaths to fill my lungs and in doing so, was using up my oxygen oxygen a lot faster than the other people. So, oh, yeah, I kept checking my gauge, and I'm like, mine's going down a lot more than your hauls. <laughs> Which I wasn't in any kind of danger. Yeah, I wasn't in any danger or anything like that, but it was just one of those things of like, I'm going to have to go up now. <laughs> yeah. Which the instructor, I kept showing them, and they're like, no, you're okay. You know, gave me the sign of like, yeah. okay. But, um, yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, but but it was a like great... Just a few more PSI till you're out, you'll be okay. <laughs> but it was really cool because, I mean, like I said, it was included, so it wasn't any kind of extra payment or, or uh, you know, aggravation to that extent. Uh, there I go with my extents again. I've been saying that too much. Um, but, yeah, it, it was a good time. We found out that a lot of people actually go to that resort specifically for getting to go scuba diving because... Oh, really? Good pay. Yeah, it turns out if we wanted to, we could have signed up to go scuba diving every day. Wow. Would they have taken you to different locations? Yes. Yeah. When, that is awesome. Yeah, when you get used to, or when you get uh, frequent with the, the clientele and stuff like that, or you are the clientele, when you get frequent with the, the workers, uh, they said they could take you to different spots and stuff. So it was a really good experience for me, which I've never been back scuba diving since, but... You know, was there was there other places you'd went? Well, actually, I, um, that reminds me kind of how I got into this is I went to a I was when I was stationed in England, as you know, listeners will probably be familiar with. Uh, we actually went to Cyprus, okay, for a little bit and had some downtime while we were out there. So they had a uh, trial scuba diving lesson that uh, you could do. Oh, cool! And so. This was very basic. Like, you went out and you were basically, you weren't tethered, but you had a, a certified diver right beside you to kind of basically hold your hand oh, good. through the whole process. And there was a little, like, route that they would take you on, and there was a sunken, they had a, a little tiny sunken, like, bass boat, um, a sunken fire truck, there was a sunken motorcycle, and a couple other sunken boats the that were out around that you could just kind of see how the the marine life had um, kind of consumed it, really. Yeah. Well, the but, fire, so fire truck sounds like That was my first experience. That's, that, so, out in the Mediterranean, and then um, the common theme here is they've, I went to another place and called a Gilboa Quarry. 
Okay. And scuba dove out there, and there was a sunken helicopter. Oh, cool. Right. Yeah, yeah. a sunken uh, school bus and uh, a couple sunken planes, lots of sunken boats. But um, yeah, that it, was, so I guess those places that are like frequent dive spots, uh, I guess you get tired of looking at the marine life and start sinking stuff. Oh, yeah, I would assume, yeah, because it, it is interesting to see something that's frozen in time to an extent. See, I Absolutely, said extent yeah. again. So, was, especially for me being an um, aircraft mechanic, it was kind of interesting to see uh, something that I work on outside of the element yeah. that it should be in. So, <laughs> of course, I went down and um, started looking at things that I would recognize as on the aircraft and tinkering with stuff. But That's cool. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, so I actually, during that, I was getting my uh, advanced certification, which was a whole different type of learning okay yeah so they would teach us navigation a very basic like rescue type thing um some night diving and then actually the uh they had the sunken school bus there as like an intro to cave diving oh cool so i haven't used that training since right but i uh, got the certification so i guess you could say i got the got the hat but yeah uh, haven't haven't had an opportunity to use that training since, which is unfortunate. <laughs> but sometimes you know life comes at you fast. So. Right. Well, I, uh, I, I when I worked um, when I worked with a water company, I know we had to get a special dive crew to come in, and I think they were from out in Colorado, uh, where they traveled. Um, they traveled the U.S. constantly to like bring up sunken boats in the rivers and like so just weird stuff. I mean, they came in the winter time when the water was very very cold. Oh and had to wear like heated <laughs> heated Especially, wetsuits yeah. yeah and it was really cool just to hang out with them and watch them do their thing in the muddy river where you can't see and they had to go out and find water lines to pull them back in so that we could pump water in so yeah it's it's an interesting thing to get into for sure i tell you what man it is one of the best um best hobbies i'm, I'm glad i did it even though i don't use it Right. Uh, as much as I would like to, but you know, it's one of those things that kind of sticks like you're certified for life. So I know it's just something that I can go in and jump in a pool and do a, uh, do a refresher dive yeah, or something of that nature just to get my skills back up. You know, it's like riding a bike, I guess, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then just go out and hopefully find a place, um, plan a trip or something and go, go scuba diving. I know there's some neat places oh, fairly yeah. local to, uh, Northern Kentucky here that are interesting to dive so yeah well and, and i think what we can pull from this is that to tell ever all the listeners out there check it out like go Absolutely. out go out and check out uh look it up online because we all have intelligent devices uh <laughs> that can tell us anything we want to know and some stuff we don't even want to know but uh look up your local scuba diving schools or classes uh, absolutely and i I'd feel bad if I didn't mention this, but there's actually a lot of volunteer opportunities in the area too, where you can you can scuba dive at the Cincinnati Zoo or even the Newport Aquarium. Oh, so I see, that would be something. There's a lot of places that you can volunteer your, I guess, your newfound skills. That's really cool. Yeah, that would be that would be a fun uh, volunteer job to get to do on the weekends for sure. Oh, but. absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Well, Mike, thanks for sharing your little bit of input there on uh, an experience of your life and uh, a little bit of mine. Uh, yours is a little more interesting, I feel. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, it's all in perspective, I guess. But uh, thanks again for being on the show. Thanks for sharing your uh, your knowledge, and hopefully it's going to encourage somebody to go out there and try it for themselves. Uh, if you do experience something like this, hit us up on Instagram or Twitter at WellDadGumPod. Tell us about your experience, uh, or hit us up in the private messages. And if you want to share your experience, hit me up, and we'll have you on the show uh, just like I do Mike and my other good friends. Uh, but other than that, thanks for being on the show, Mike. Thanks for having me, man. Always a pleasure. All right, man. We'll see you again.